Alright, first day of Holy Week, first hour, we get the very first words of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the universe. The first three words, in the beginning, God created. We get a lot of information about who God is. One, He's the Creator. But also, if you look at the actual Hebrew, the word for God is plural, Elohim. The word for created is singular. It's for a singular person. So right off the bat, you get a plural God that is being treated as a singular person. If you look at the next verses, then we get the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Elohim, and then the Word of God, the Word of Elohim. And right off the bat, you see the Trinity. And God creates the heaven and the earth, the universe, a trinity of trinities, time, past, present, future, space, length, width, height, matter, gas, solid, liquid. Of course, there's plasma, which is just superheated, one of those. Um, but he's putting his thumbprint on there. Okay, I am a trinity, and I'm, I'm putting the creation towards me. And so we see it in Romans, that, the, that if we look at the creation, we can see God in it. And then he starts creating every, all the details. Let there be light, let there be a firmament, let there be this, let there be that. Until he comes to man, and it's no longer let there be. The language changes completely. It's, and God said, let us make man. And let them, who's them? Man, single. He refers to himself in the plural, and he refers to man in the plural. Man in the original Hebrew is Adam. It's actually three letters. It's a trinity. Aleph, Dalit, Mame. And man is the only creature that he makes as a trinity, because he puts a spirit in him. Right? Everything else has a body and a soul, or a body and a mind. Soul is Siki in, in Greek, Siki. Uh, which is the same as mind. Psychology is where the word comes from. And so everything has those two, but we have a third thing. We have a spirit. We have the breath of God. And so with that breath of God that He gives us, we have an, an eternal bond with Him. A spiritual bond. And everything is going so great until a tree comes into focus. And man uses that tree to sin. And suddenly that bond is broken. But God has a plan to save mankind. Actually, the next one we see, the next big figure we see, we're going to read about him tomorrow morning, actually, is Noah. And between Adam and Noah... There's ten names, right? From Adam to Noah. Noah's the tenth name. There's ten names. And if you put them side by side, you get an interesting thing. So Adam means man. Seth means appointed. Enosh means mortal. Canaan means sorrow. Mahalalel, the glorious God. Jared means shall come down. Enoch means teaching. Methuselah, his death shall bring. Lamech, the despairing. And then Noah is comfort. And so if you put them right to next to each other, it spells this. Man appointed mortal sorrow. But the glorious God shall come down, teaching, and his death shall bring the despairing rest. And so tomorrow we see Noah, someone who uses something out of wood to save mankind from extinction, to save mankind from death, to save humankind from the flood. And it's a foreshadow for someone else who's going to use something out of wood to save mankind from death, Christ. But before he comes, he sends us all these prophets. And we read a lot of uh, what they're saying today. Um, Anthony and David told us in Zechariah in the first hour, that says the Lord Almighty, return to me and I will return to you. Return to me and I will return to you. When Adam fell, he didn't just fall, he actually went and hid. And then he took the leaves from a fig tree and started covering himself. And rather than feeling that that bond broken and looking up and saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Instead, he hid and was busy covering himself. And it was God actually that had to look for him and say, Adam, where are you? And here's a cry saying, return to me. Come, come to the Lord. Don't do like Adam. Don't go and hide and cover. Your... Come to me. 
Return to the Lord and I will return to you. Malachi in the third hour, George and Abuna did a wonderful job explaining that one. He says, I have loved you, says the Lord. But you say, in what way have you loved us? And then later he says, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is the reverence due to me, says the Lord Almighty. I have loved you. He created us out of love and he kept that love even after we sinned. But saying, come, I'm the father, come to me. And Hosea in the ninth hour, he says, Why have you passed over ungodliness in silence? And reaped its wrongdoing. You have eaten the fruit of deception, for you have hoped in it. Why have you passed over ungodliness in silence? Yeah, okay, there's ungodliness, but why did you cover it up? Why did you, like, silence? Just cover everything up like, like Adam, rather than going to God. Why have you done that? You've eaten the fruit of deception, and you have hoped in your own power. And finally, Amos in the 11th hour hits the nail on the head. He says this, Seek the Lord and live. If you go away from the Lord, you're not going to live. Seek the Lord and live. The Lord is He who brings about justice on high and righteousness on the earth. He makes all things. He transforms the darkness into mourning. For I know your many transgressions and the enormity of your sin. God already knows. God is telling you, I know your many transgressions and the enormity of your sin. But just come, Tyra. All these prophets have spoke. Actually, Amos says righteousness on earth. And righteousness did come on earth and his name was Jesus. He walked and like the early prophecy, the names, he taught, he taught us the way of salvation. He healed, he healed the lame. He opened the eyes of the blind. He raised the dead. He went to Jerusalem and started passion. And then all of a sudden, there's a pause. He sees a tree. It's a fig tree. And right, right away we remember the first sin. When men use the tree to separate, to break that bond from God. And not only that, it was a fig tree. And so we see the, the fig leaves. That Adam used to cover himself and actually distance himself even further from God. And Christ was moved. And he cursed that tree. Not only did that tree remind him of the sin of Adam, but it also reminded him of the Pharisees. I think Dr. Michael did a wonderful uh, explanation of what hypocrisy is. That tree looked beautiful. It had all the, all the right leaves and everything. But there was no fruits. Those, those Pharisees, he's been dealing with them all day. He's in Jerusalem. He usually spends all day in Jerusalem. Goes to Bethany at night. It's a smaller city. He likes the smaller atmosphere to spend the night there in prayer. But he was in Jerusalem all day. So he's dealing with these Pharisees and high priests all day. And he sees the hypocrisy. And he sees that there's no fruits there. And so Christ cursed that tree. Now... The, the disciples are all confused. Why are, you, like, what, what, why are you cursing the tree? And they don't understand. But the next day, then they see it. They see that tree wither away. And Christ tells them, if you have faith, you can do everything. There's going to be a third tree that comes later. So, so far there's two, right? There's the tree that man used in the, in the beginning to separate himself from God. And then there's the tree at the beginning of Holy Week, which is today. There's going to be a third tree. The tree of life, the cross. And on that, everything that Adam has done, Christ will, has undone. Right? Adam, he covered himself and hid himself. Christ will hang on there, uncovered, vulnerable for the whole world to see. Adam hid, and God actually was the one that had to look for him. Say, Adam, where are you? Christ will say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The words that Adam should have said thousands of years before. There is going to be a third tree. But today we're on the second one. Today we are at the Mount of Olives. Christ finished with the, with the Pharisees. And he gave him all the woes. He told him, you know, you've done all that stuff, yeah. But you left the wager matters of the law. Justice, mercy, 
love. You're so focused on like showing yourself as great that you forgot to have a deep relationship with God. You forgot the four points that Dr. Michael talked about. And yeah, so after, after a long day with the Pharisees and the high priests in Jerusalem, he actually leaves and goes to Mount of Olives. And today we're with Christ. He's probably spending the night in prayer. He's probably reminiscing about the time where he had that bond with his creature. Where there was a spiritual tie tying the creator to the created. What, what would he do to restore that bond? What would he do to heal that bond? What would he do to restore man to his first state? The rest of the week we're going to see that. And we're going to see what he's willing to sacrifice out of love to bring man to his first state again. And to glory be to God forever.